from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. And hello, friends, and welcome back to another Powerhouse episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and I am joined in this beautiful new studio here located in the Gas South District by a wonderful community um, gal that you might know from events and some other featured um, speaking pieces. Excuse me. I'm, I'm just so excited to be here in studio, Shelly. I apologize. I am losing my train of thought. Welcome, Miss Shelly Merlot. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. And we just talked about how to say your name, and I just said it with an ah, but it's that. It's so okay. I, I answer to all, so it's okay. <laughs> you said it's been a heck of a week. Apparently, it's been the same Same it's in my quite world. quite okay. <laughs> um, before I get too far ahead of myself, Shelly, Shelly is the executive director for Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful, and I will let her expand on what she does exactly here for the community because it's so multifaceted, and I'd love for our listeners to learn a little bit more. Absolutely. So I'm an executive director of Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful, which is a local affiliate of a national nonprofit, Keep America Beautiful. We are one of 700 plus local affiliates nationwide with over 70 here in Georgia alone. Georgia is considered the largest affiliate network um, across the United States for Keep America Beautiful. And so going along with our mission of connecting people and resources for a sustainable Gwinnett, Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful and its team does so by providing environmental education, sustainability, best sustainability practices. We host a multitude of events um, and workshops, and we love to partner and collaborate with local organizations, no matter how small, as well as individuals, groups of individuals, school system. Um, we are a convener. We like to think that we're a convener and champion a lot of different um, objectives and goals in Gwinnett. Are you able to share with us an initiative that someone um, might be familiar with within the community that you guys have had a large hand in? Sure, absolutely. Um, Adopter Road is one of our largest and most successful um, programs. Um, I'm sure for any of those who might be listening, if you're traveling along anywhere in Gwinnett County, you might see our beautiful blue and green signs that say Adopter Road, and underneath it, this road is adopted by. It could be any organization, civic organization, HOA, schools, you know, or just individual families. So that's one of those. We have over 250 roads currently adopted by at least 250, 275 different organizations. Yeah. So we're excited about that partnership. Another um, great success story would be our Green and Healthy Schools program, which is in partnership with Gwinnett County Public Schools. And that relationship has been... Um, going strong for over 25 years and so that means that we offer teachers resources and education to take back with them into the classrooms to share with the students which is the next generation absolutely so equipped with that knowledge yes we I do. am familiar with those signs adopter road so thank you for sharing like the meaning behind it and this might be an elementary question but just out of curiosity let's say like I've seen with Subaru or like Lusab or something like that does that mean that they're making a contribution to help the the workers that you guys employ to clean it up or do they themselves and their teams actually take charge of 
helping keep that road clean and beautiful? They actually adopt the road, so therefore they are responsible for gathering and organizing their own crews, whether it's their their employees or families or whatnot, and they go out and organize a cleanup. Now, Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful will provide all the supplies, so the safety vests, trash bags, litter grabbers, gloves, all the other things. All they have to do is go out and actually pick up the garbage, bag it, and then our partners with um, Gwinnett County DOT, um, will they'll come by and pick up all the debris that they collected. So while it's, um, it's a contribution, it's a contribution of their time, which is priceless. So you can't put a, you can't put a dollar value on that so their time is what we value the most and also the community and the camaraderie because think about it if you have a corporate team and you guys all dedicate a saturday or thursday afternoon to getting out there shoulder Mm -hmm. to shoulder and making a physical impact within your community that's that speaks volumes absolutely if someone wanted to learn more about adopting a road or possibly do so themselves how could they they could visit our website at gwinnettcb.org um, or give us a call at 770-822-5187 and speak with any of the gcb team members they'll be happy to help you that's amazing shelly thank you for sharing oh, you're welcome i have um here a, a very interesting uh, collection of information about you Uh-oh. And, and what stands out to me are some adjectives that best describe you and in the time that we have spent oh you didn't write this your people sent this to my people <laughs> approachable determined authentic enthusiastic and easygoing tell me how determination plays a role in the impact that you make within your role um, sure when sure. clean um, I think you know in anybody any successful person you have to be determined um, you have goals and objectives that you set out to achieve and you have to learn to be determined no matter what bumps in the road you might come along the way or adversity or challenges or anything like that. So determination, when you wake up each and every day and you say, I'm determined to make today a great day and get things accomplished, no matter how big or how small, as long as you get something accomplished, to me, that that's, makes for a successful day. Absolutely. I'm going to kind of pivot here and just going along with one of those other words that I see, authentic. So authenticity is something that Uh, I won't speak for every woman, but sometimes we wear different hats in the different arenas that we are in, you know, work, church, home, you know, on the, on the sports field, whatever it may be. How do you yourself, Shelly, find, um, that you are able to remain authentic in all facets of your life and deliver your best self to each of those entities? I think that, well, for me, for those who know me and know me well, what you see is what you get. Um, I'm the same person I am, whether you run into me at Publix um, or on a ball field or, you know, presenting at the governor's environmental address. Um, I am the same person day in and day out, um, or I strive to be. Um, I don't try to be somebody that I'm not because, um, you know, a mask can only last for so long before the said mask comes off right and the true self um, reveals itself so I'd like to think that I am the same person day in and day out and so that way people find me approachable um, and and authentic because like I said you know I am I am who I am no room for fake news here right no no room for fake news you skimmed over something that sounded amazing and you and I chatted just briefly before the show about it share a little bit about your experience when you spoke at the governor's environmental address so last year in 2022 was our 14th annual um, environmental address um, featuring this year was featuring um, governor Brian Kemp and um, we hosted several hundred people um, community leaders um, students from Gwinnett County Public Schools as well as GGC 
um, and other organizations um, who join together to not only celebrate Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful's annual environmental and conscious and steward of stewardship awards. That's a mouthful. Um, where we uh, applauded the work of schools and local governments and civic organizations and volunteers. Um, so we presented them with some accolades and, and awards. But in addition to that, uh, we got to hear from Governor Brian Kemp about the importance of preserving our environment and preserving our community, not just here in Gwinnett County, not not just here in Metro Atlanta, but statewide and regionwide. So that was a huge opportunity for us, and we look forward to hosting him again this year. So it's an annual event. Yes. Very exciting. Yes. Love to hear the, the progress that you guys make year over year. Um, I'm very curious about what you do, and I could spend a lot of time talking about it, but I'm more curious about your enthusiasm behind what you do. So how long have you been um, in this role? Um, coming up in July or August will be seven years for me as executive director. Um, but back in 2007, I joined Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful um, as uh, one of their business development managers, community outreach folks. So um, I have a long history with Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful. I used to volunteer with them when I was a young younger person. So I'm not just passionate about the environment. I'm just passionate about people and community. And I love giving back and making things better than where we found it. Just, you know, putting a little touch on things to make, just to make it better. It's funny you say that. My mother has always said to me my whole life, leave it better than the way you found it. Anything. Absolutely. Any place you go, anything you do, leave it in better shape than when you first arrived. Correct. So I, I can echo that. Um, previous to being a part of Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful, what did you do? I was the section manager for the Gwinnett County Solid Waste and um, Recycling Division. And so I managed the um, contracts for the solid waste and recycling collection, and as well as a call center and community outreach. So that was a, that was a fun job too. Um, oftentimes challenging, but at the end of the day, I had a great team behind me that would support me and support the initiatives that we had. And that was a lot of fun. I did that for six years it sounds like okay community outreach giving back and something tied into the environment it would appear has been your tenure over the past what, decades or so what inspired you to kind of dive into that that field um what did you go to school for how did you kind of get into that path at all if it's it, it all related to where you are now it doesn't relate at all <laughs> um i graduated from auburn university war eagle i have to say that um in a um with a master not a master's with a bachelor's degree of criminal justice with an emphasis and minor in spanish yeah so um my original aspirations were i wanted to be an fbi agent Cool. Um, and that didn't work out. Um, I, d I chose not to pursue that. Then I thought I would go and be an attorney. And then I started working. I actually started working in the staffing industry, started making some money and being independent, being a um, college graduate. And so I just dove into that for 12 years um, and then started giving back all along, though, throughout my childhood. Um, my parents instilled in me the importance of giving back to your community, level of service, volunteerism, those types of things. So I think just along the way, um, the good Lord just kind of led me along his path and led me to Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful. And it sounds like a perfect fit. It does. I'm super excited and honored to be the executive director. You mentioned that you think your parents kind of instilled that in you along the way throughout your life. You yourself as a mother of two boys, how do you kind of 
um, impede that upon your boys? Because I'm sure that you too are also making sure that they have a complete understanding and participation and involvement, so on and so forth. Absolutely. So I've always um, encouraged my my boys to give back, whether it's volunteering to um, at one of our events, Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful Gwinnett County events. Um, For anyone who comes out, you will find my kids um, unloading trucks or, or directing traffic or helping in any way. They love to give back as well. Their time is limited, of course, because they have other obligations such as school and sports and those types of things. But it is important to do that, um, whether it's helping someone um, put groceries in their car at the grocery store parking lot or helping someone with their cart or cut grass or do, just do whatever. Um, it's just the little things of giving back and helping someone when they least expect it. Absolutely. How would you... How would you share with any youngster out there listening, like some first steps to get involved? Maybe they feel the tug at their heart, but they too are juggling school, maybe a family, also um, possibly a career or sports like you mentioned. What is something kind of like entry level that someone can do to make an impact within their community? Well, I think that they need to find what their passion is. Um, like you said, if something tugs at their heart, um, if they're not sure, um, I don't I'd love to recruit you to come and volunteer for Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful. We offer several events throughout the year, um, and some might just be a couple of hours on a Saturday. Um, if they find something that they wanted to create their own, whether it's a beautification project or even just you don't have to adopt a road. You could go and um, find a road or a park or you know any parking lot that might have some trash or litter in it, and um, take a, take an hour or two and go pick that up and just you're just doing a little bit and giving back makes a huge impact believe it or not they have no idea how big of an impact that will make on on not just others others will see them do it and then they might inspire someone else to do the same it's contagious it is contagious and the feeling the reward of fulfillment that you have afterwards is something that you can't explain unless you've experienced it. correct so that's very exciting are you a rotarian by chance i am a rotarian i knew it service above self service above self that's right um share with us a little bit about where you grew up shelly where you are you a native georgian is that a, is that a term mm-hmm. i am a native georgian um i was born in macon and uh, moved to my parents moved to lawrenceville georgia um in 1973 when i was just six months old and i grew up here in lawrenceville i attended uh central Gwinnett high school go black knights mm-hmm. i had to say that and um you know then i went and attended um college at Auburn University and it just drew me back to Gwinnett and I've been in Gwinnett ever since. Isn't it amazing how much Gwinnett has grown over the years specifically Lawrenceville the transformation. Oh my gosh yes. It's astronomical. It is. There's just possibilities booming everywhere. It is we used to only have one McDonald's one Wendy's at Long John Silver's and a KFC and that was it and now there's they're on almost every corner it's nuts. Shelly, tell us a little bit about your your own personal story, if I might ask. Um, obviously, you're on Powerhouse Women, so you are a powerhouse. You are a leader within our community. Share with us where you kind of derive some of that strength, that inner strength. I know that you have personally overcome some obstacles, mm-hmm. and if you um, are willing to share those, then, then you're welcome to. Absolutely. So um, I've had my fair share of of adversity and challenges. Um, I am a two-time breast cancer survivor. Um, Once when I, the first time was when I was 26. um, And then the second time was in 2017. Um, So I I think with that um, adversity, it, it, 
you have to find it within yourself. You know, um, sometimes you want to have a pity party um, when things aren't going your way, especially when you're young and 26. Um, I had the world by the tails, living my best life. And, um, you know, when you go through chemo and those types of things and radiation, you lose your hair and, you know, being a young woman, that's hard. You know, losing losing your sense of self or, you know, your, you know, your self-image and those types of things, that's a struggle. Um, but, and of course I had my own pity party every once in a while, but I just, I just didn't unpack, I unpacked a little bit, but I just didn't live there, if that made sense. I had my pity party and I got over myself and I just moved on from it. Um, I wanted to be strong for others. I wanted to be strong for my family because, you know, outside of their love and support, that's not something that it was something that they couldn't fix and make go away. So, um, you know, that was a great learning experience for all of us, um, to absolutely adjust your priorities. Um, I used to get really mad at fast drivers, you know, back in the day. Um, and so then I just thought, you know, or if somebody had a bad attitude, you just don't know what that person is going through. So I always say, just be kind, be kind. You never know what somebody is battling. Absolutely. You know, I I myself have been guilty of that uh, short fuse, maybe behind the wheel or someone shoots you a a glare or something. But I have to remind myself of those things because you never know what challenges. Right. And we're human, too. And we have bad days as well. So, you know, I just hope that if I'm having a bad day, if you're having a bad day, someone would show you some grace. Right. Absolutely. Just a smile. Just a smile. Just just kindness. Yeah, absolutely. Or say hello. Right. We were talking a little bit about the show about um, participation in sports, and you were saying that you are a baseball fan and a tennis fan as well because both your boys participate in those. What do you yourself do to remain active or, um, you know, social, or what do you enjoy doing to kind of unwind and and stay healthy and focused? It's hard to stay unwind and and focused. Yeah, I like wine. Yes, I like wine a lot. Um, You know, I. I love watching my kids play sports and through their individual teams and activities, we have our own little baseball family or tennis family. And so we do a lot of socialization um, during the games, as well as we gather and go have dinner together or something like that as the parents and or and or sometimes the kids will join us or they may go and do their own thing. So we're very fortunate to have our many families within the sporting events. And so for that, I'm very grateful. Um, I have a wonderful support system of not just my coworkers, um, but you know, long-term friends that are here, my neighbors, um, and through Rotary and all the other civic organizations that I'm involved in. So it's just it's just been an amazing ride, and you know, it's having that support system is so important. And as I've gotten older, I. I value and realize how important family and that support system is. You can't do it by yourself. It does take a village. Shelly, when we return from our break, I'd like to talk a little bit more about uh, networking and the groups that you find valuable and participating in. Oh, wonderful. But here is a word from our sponsors. NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. 
NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing, or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. All right, and welcome back to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, and I am joined in studio by the Executive Director of Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful, Miss Shelley Marlott. And before the uh, break, we were having a great conversation, and now I would like to kind of bring it back around and have uh, a little bit of of your insight about networking and community participation. You yourself are involved in several groups that we touched on, not only just the Chamber of Commerce, but Rotary as well. For someone that's out there looking to make an impact or thrive and grow their network or their business, what are some networking groups that you would recommend that you have personally found value in over the years? Well, definitely Rotary. Um, I'm a member of the Rotary Club of Gwinnett County um, and have been so since 2017. And it's an amazing opportunity to get to know people, like-minded people that are all about service and giving back to the community. Um, Like you said, service above self. Um, And we serve to change lives as well. So that's a great opportunity to, like I said, not just meet like-minded people, but like-minded people across all different types of industries and organizations. So I encourage people to, you know, think about Rotary. Um, For those who are younger, you know, in the 20s and the 30s, we have Rotaract clubs. We even have Interact and Early Act for elementary and middle school and high school kids. So you can start as, as early as, you know, a middle schooler or elementary school kid if you really wanted to. Um, I am a Leadership Gwinnett graduate, class of 2004, best class ever. <laughs> Everybody says that, Jolly. I think every class is the best class. It is. Everyone says that. 2004 is. is absolutely the best class ever, um, without a doubt. Um, and so, for those um, might want to consider leadership Gwinnett or Glance Gwinnett, um, or maybe um, I think it's what Gwinnett Young Professionals. I'm big proponent. Okay, that. so mm-hmm. you know something like that. You know, start small. Um, and then maybe depending upon your level of commitment or ability to commit, um, I would think that um, starting off small, figure out what you can do, what you can manage well. Um, some organizations, network organizations, have more demands than others. So I would think that you need to kind of do, as I've always done, my dad taught me, make your list of pros and cons. I think that's a dad thing. It is a dad thing. I've always done pros and cons. And then you kind of then you figure out the middle and then figure out what works best for you. So yeah, absolutely. I would agree with you 100%. And just a quick short story, because I am, like I said, a proponent for the young professionals and they impacted my life so greatly. I came to the Gwinnett area over five years ago and um, this is before Mike and I linked up and before I was with Business Radio X. New to the marketplace, I found the Gwinnett Young Professionals. I met a core five to six people who now we've aged out after 35. You're not a young professional, so I'm a couple years over. But I'm on the emeritus board, so still. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Through that, through that networking group, it helped me find my footing here in Gwinnett. I made impactful relationships that I still maintain to this day. 
And I just can't speak enough about how welcoming they were, how many resources they provided, and how it wasn't like crunchy and it wasn't scary and you didn't have to be nervous. So anybody out there listening, I highly recommend the Gwinnett Young Professionals. You don't have to join. There's no cost to join a membership. It's just you pay to get into the event that you want to participate in. So thank you for mentioning that. I did just want to give them a shout out. Um, talk a little bit about what you yourself do in order to remain sharp um, in your field. Now, you I have here again, but you didn't write this, so let's pretend like we're superheroes, Shelly. If we were superheroes, what superpower would you choose? I think my bio said... <laughs> I'm not sure. Give me a break. Did you ever watch Captain Planet? Yes. Stop it. Yes. Yes. That Captain Planet. The power is yours. It is. The power is mine. Uh, If I had a superpower, I think that if I, I wish I could have a magic wand and I could just wave my wand and make the litter disappear, the graffiti disappear, the illegal dumping disappear. I wish I could zap litterers and make them disappear to somewhere else or just, you know off the planet in general. Um, But I also wish that with said superpower that they could see from other people's eyes the impact, that the negative impact that they are making um, by littering or, you know, illegal dumping or, you know, those types of things. Yeah, graffiti. um, While it's, you know, considered street art um, in some places, it is not... um, it is illegal here in Gwinnett County. So things like that, um, because you're you're taking away the value of said structure. If you tag, it's called tagging. So if you tag um, a structure with graffiti, so you're taking away the, the value of that. And so then someone else has to come up and behind you and clean up your mess. Um, we're not your moms, right? You need to clean up after yourself or just know that you wouldn't want someone to do that to your house or your car or, you know, your your anything that's your property, right? Or your neighborhood. Right, or your neighborhood. Yeah. Right. And I imagine it's not easy. Uh, I don't have much experience with spray paint, but they'd have to like paint over it. I'm sure with pressure washing, you can just get it off. You can't just scrub it. So then that that owner or the the city or whoever has to go through quite great lengths in order to mitigate. They do. They do. And absolutely, you know, we partner with um, the Department of Corrections and they will send out a crew to um, go and cover up the cover up the graffiti. We also partner with Gwinnett County Public uh, GCPD and we've provided them with this material called Vandal Guard and it's like a clear coat that goes over the fresh paint. So um, that way if it gets tagged again, then you can kind of pressure washer it it off or it kind of or kind of wash away with some you know solvent to clean it up. So um, yeah, so we're doing everything we can to help discourage you know uh vandalizers i guess you could say <laughs> is that even a word a vandalizer no well we did we have we have a um we have a wonderful casey she's our wonderful pr and communications person on our nonprofit side so shout out casey i'm gonna go on a, a limb here and say that you wrote this but i would just like to say because it is hilarious to me that along with that superpower you wish that graffiti could appear on the body of the artist that did it just like a tattoo that is true. That is awesome. absolutely true because then maybe they wouldn't do it. I mean, imagine, if you, you know, okay, you know, I have to say it and this is no props to the people, but driving to Atlanta, you see on the back of the signs, like for Peachtree Road or whatever, there's this one that's called Slaw, S-L-A-W. And I'm like, 
Yes, he's well known. He's well known. Um, I don't have a lot of information on him, but he's talented shimmying up, you know, there. Like, how does he do it? And, you know, I think that's part of the allure for them. They think, who can find the the least accessible place to put their da-da-da. But when you said that, that tattoo, I was thinking of someone with a, a slaw tattoo. Right, absolutely. Or, you know, unfortunately, there's gang graffiti, too. And so, you know, th- that wouldn't be fun to have that tattooed on on you or anything like that. So, yeah, that is that is one of my – if I had a superpower, that's what I would want to have happen. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, staying true to my personality with ADHD, we're going to water water bug just a little bit. Okay, that's and fine. I'd like to rewind to your youth. Let's talk, you have a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old. Let's put you smack dab in the middle at maybe 16 or 17. Did you have any idea what you wanted to do when you grew up? Um, if not, how did you kind of choose your path? And maybe give me one of your fondest memories from, from that time of your life. Okay, so I'd say I wanted to be a physical therapist. That's really what I wanted to do. Um, I actually got injured. Um, I was a swimmer and I got injured. And so I had to go to PT and, and that just really intrigued me. I thought that was like super cool. Um, so I wanted to do that. So when I uh, went to Auburn University, that was my major. That's what I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Well, then all the math and chemistry and science and all that. No, that's numbers are not my thing. I love words. So I quickly had to um, reevaluate what I wanted to do. And so then I decided, well, I'm going to go into criminal justice. So that was, um, and that was the best fit for me. It was very intriguing. Um, But I would say when I was 16 years old, one of my fondest memories really truly was the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, I grew up in Forest Hills. For those of y'all that are listening, um, it's off a scenic highway. We had a ton of kids that lived in that neighborhood that were my age, a little bit older, a little bit younger. And we it was just like the biggest networking, if you will. Um, everybody would get together and, you know, play kick the can and cops and robbers. I'm really showing my age. Um, we had a creek. We would play in the creek and hunt crawdads and ride bikes and hung out. We were on the neighborhood swim team, all those things. We just had so much fun. And so growing up, in our neighborhood was probably the coolest memory ever. Sounds like you like had a whole, whole like you said network. But I, we always called it the neighborhood kids. Yeah, you know? yeah, we Isn't were it amazing. And you might see it, you know, with your your boys as well. How the youth has changed. I guess it takes so much more to entertain, you know, children or youngsters these days. You just mentioned kicking the can. Okay. <laughs> we used to also swim in the key creek or just ride four wheelers with no like apparent oh. like, oh, what are we gonna do? Let's just go ride around. Let's go walk around. Let's go do something. And it was so wholesome and so enriching and fulfilling and, and now it just takes so much to entertain the youth. It's just amazing in the difference it is very hard um i always say i'm glad we didn't have social media back then i'm glad we did not have iphones i probably would have been in more trouble than i got into as a teenager um but also i just i am grateful for the youth that i had because there were no distractions you get up you have breakfast you do your chores or what have you you go outside and you didn't really have a watch. You didn't know what time to be home, but you knew what time to be home because when the streetlight came on, yep. you go home and then everybody's like, okay, see you in 30 minutes after you inhale your dinner and then you want to go back yep. outside, right? So for that, I'm very grateful because I think that 
I'm not sure I would be able to face or handle the the multitude of challenges that social media brings upon your kids. I mean, you know, kids always want the Instagram and the TikTok and the Snapchat and, you know, it's competing with the Joneses. And that's what I try to tell my kids is that, you know, just because they perceive to be happy on social media doesn't mean that they are, you know, so take it at face value and try to, you know, ignore the distractions, try to, you know, Put the distractions on the side and then focus on you and enjoy enjoy your childhood. Yeah. Not to mention we had the best music back in the 80s and the <laughs> 90s anyway. What was it? Uh, I'm, I'm struggling here. Oh, uh, Mike's favorite band. Cheap Trick. Oh, Cheap Did Trick. Cheap I trick. like Cheap Trick. <laughs> I liked all the big hair, hair metal bands. Um, but yeah, and I have to say, you know, for those um, in my age range that are listening, um, 99X is back. Yes. That's like my favorite. I mean, I about jumped up and down and screamed, and I told my kids, and they thought, that's What's not that? a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Day, it makes me very happy. It used to be 99.7, and now yeah. they've got like the 100.5. Yeah, 100.5. And I'm like, why? But it's Steve Barnes and Leslie Fram. I mean, you can't get any better than that. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. So, again, kind of backing up a little bit through all of the things that you've experienced, you know, your schooling, the pivot with career, becoming a mother, overcoming your health challenges, being so involved in selfless acts. What are some things that you learned fundamentally that have kind of kept you going? Um, you know, we talked about service above self. One thing that I always say to myself every single day is be generous with your time, treasures, and talents. And that's something that one of my mentors shared with me and it resonates with me. So is there anything like that kind of that you say a mantra that kind of carries you along that has gotten you over some humps in the past or that you kind of draw strength from? A lot of times I say, if it's got to be, it's up to me. If it's got to be, it's up to me. So that means that sometimes you can't necessarily rely on others to get things done um, because they have their own, you know, pile of stuff that they've got that they're dealing with. Um, I believe, you know, I'm a single mom um, and I have been for almost 10 years. So I've had to learn and, and it's still a struggle each and every day is to show yourself grace. Um, try to let go of that mom guilt. It's hard. Um, because I've always wanted to be a mom. That is the greatest gift that God could ever bestow upon me. Um, But I also wanted to be a career woman too. So finding that work-life balance is very hard because as a mom, you're selfless um, and you are always giving beyond what you can in your time, your talent, and your treasure, definitely your treasure, especially with boys, Um, you know, your treasure. Um, But so, but to find that time to have within yourself to regroup, and I am I am a work in progress I know I need to do better at that some days are better than others Um, but yeah I just think that you know just focusing on what's at hand try not to do everything sometimes it's okay to drop a ball I always say that um, I'm either a juggler or I'm the spinner that you know the the man with the spinning plates yeah that's us and sometimes you know you just got to let let one fall sometimes and this has been hard for me and um, my team would absolutely agree i don't like telling people no that's hard Um, meaning hey we want you to be involved in this and hey can you help me with this of course i do right but sometimes if it takes away from your personal time and you, you don't have a lot of personal time to give anyway then you need to learn to say no you can't overstretch yourself and so that's kind of 
my refocus that I guess my focus this year is finding that work-life balance. I have a senior that's getting ready to graduate and go off to college in the fall, and so I'm just trying to soak it all in, you know. Can't get the time back. I just had a personal curiosity because so many of the things that you mentioned are very important. How do you prioritize what uh, your division of time? I mean, because you have your family, you have your career. Obviously, one brings home dollars to support your family. Um, you know, one doesn't necessarily come above another, you know, on the scale of all the things you have to do. But how do you yourself prioritize the division of your time and attention? Well, I think that... Um you know, your God, God and family come first. Um, and everything else after that is secondary. And that's what I tell um, my team at GCB is that, you know, your family comes first, everything else is secondary, and we'll work it out. It, it, you know, we'll figure it out one way or another. Um, I think that, you know, trying to divide time, um, you know, it's hard. Um, I'm a I used to be a night owl. I'm not so much anymore as I've gotten older. And I've realized that I need sleep. Sleep is important. So I used to, as my mom would say, I burn my candle at both ends. Yeah, right. So um, I've learned to try not to do that and try to focus on the bigger things, the bigger picture, and then all the other things will just kind of fall fall into place. You know, know, you've heard the story about, you know, the jar with the big rocks and the little rocks and the sand is the sand and the little rocks that take up all your time. You're supposed to put the big rocks in the bottom because that's what's most important. So God, family are are my big rocks for sure and everything else will just work its way out it always has thank you for sharing that you're welcome in your lifetime um recent past present whatever you might want to um reference who has somebody that's been influential in your world i don't necessarily want to say mentor because not everybody's had one but maybe um in that same realm someone that you hold in very high regard maybe that you can turn to for advice or as a soundboard or somebody that's just been positively impactful in your world my dad my dad oh and my mom too don't i don't want you to think that they are well they live just over the line um right there um in johns creek but yes um they are still here um and like i said they instilled the the value and importance of service my mom would encourage me she would you know oversee the american cancer society ball and i'd be out uh you know selling raffle tickets when i was 12 years old i had no idea um the impact that it would make on me um but it was it was very cool to be part of such a big event um my dad one of the smartest men i don't want to get choked up that i've ever known um he's smart and wise and um i've learned a lot from him Mm -hmm. i still do every day but you know my team um there are a lot of people on my team that bring different aspects to the table um and we've learned that just because i can't do i can do this but somebody else on my team can do something better doesn't mean that i'm less of a person we all bring different aspects and strengths to the table right so i've learned to embrace my shortfalls my shortcomings and utilize the strengths of others to do what we need to get done but yeah I would say my parents they are they are wise um you know my dad used to tell me things all the time and you know I've eaten my words more than once um oftentimes I open up my mouth and my mom comes out so (laughs) that's happened often and I know that they find that very very funny um but yeah I mean just just the life lessons that I've learned along the way 
while it's taken me years to, you know, sometimes it's an aha moment and I'm like, oh yeah, dad was right again. Or, oh yeah, mom was right again. I only hope that even though I don't think my kids are listening when I have, you know, words of wisdom to share, I hope that they are in fact listening. And one day it'll click, a light bulb will go off and go, ah, mom was right about so-and-so. So yeah. I will tell you as a 37-year-old daughter that that does happen, the epiphanies, you even just referenced it. And one thing that I've done, Shelly, and it's been over about the past five years, is I've actually gone back to my parents and I've shared with them, you know, mom, when you said da 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 da, gosh, you were right. Absolutely. Or I can only now see what you meant by A, B, C, and D. And I don't ever think it's too late to share that. It might be 20 years that they told this to you, but I feel like I have to share with them that it, it resonated with me. And only now am I getting it like you said absolutely so. absolutely you know and it, and it, it's good to give them the credit so then they know that hey we were paying attention you know my mom used to hound me about grammar okay and I didn't think it was important I mean she would correct me in front of others or you know whatever and I thought good gosh why is she you know Man, yeah right I mean you know so you know she I would think why is she harping on me about grammar well guess what now I am said person Mm -hmm. I am correcting my my kids Mm -hmm. um and because of that I recognize when someone isn't speaking properly right I mean it's kind of a it's a blessing and a curse I guess (laughs) you could say but I also has helped me write um things and as well and a lot of people come to me and say hey can you edit this or hey can you review this so it kind of comes full circle but yeah and I have a a little placard on my desk that says I'm silently correcting your grammar (laughs) so yeah so um but it is interesting all the lessons that you learn along the way you have to give your parents you have to give your parents props because they are smart people and while we were teenagers we thought that they were dumb yeah and I know my kids think I'm dumb too but one day I hope they'll realize that I'm pretty wise they will. I'm only hoping. <laughs> um, on that, along that same vein, with words of wisdom, first of all, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed our time together, and I know our listeners will find value in all of all of the things that you shared. Um, one thing I like to do towards the end of the show, Shelley, is ask you to leave our listeners with um, a positive note or some words of wisdom or something influential that you have found um, to be useful to you along sure. your many years. Um, I would say the biggest piece of advice that I could give our listeners is stay humble, stay grounded. Um, don't do, don't ask anyone to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Um, give yourself a lot of grace. You're always a work in progress. Um, you know, and believe in yourself, just believe in yourself. If it's not going for you at this moment in time, it will just stay the path. Um, As my dad always says, I have to quote him again, keep your eye on the ball because it will happen. Just keep your eye on the ball. Again, stay true to yourself. Have patience with yourself. Show grace. Give grace. Just stay humble. Was your dad a baseball player too? No. (laughs) He's a white. He was an attorney. An attorney. He was an attorney. Oh, yeah. And don't put anything you don't want everybody to know in writing. Oh, right, you know, that's, 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 all, yeah, that's another old wise, <laughs> wise um, recommendation too. So yeah, just um, just stay true to who you are. 
authentic. Authentic. One yep. of your words. It is. Shelly, thank you so much for sharing your story. And just one more time for those who are curious about becoming involved about Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful, where can they find out more information? Sure. Our website again is www.gwinnettc.org or give us a call at 770-822-5187. Awesome, Shelly. Well, I'm going to steal the mic right now, and I'm going to put Mr. Mike Salmon on the spot. Awesome. And I just want to say a heartfelt <laughs> congratulations to the man behind the mic. He is here producing this award-winning show. We are in a gorgeous new studio in the Gas South District, and I just want to say congratulations to you, Mike. I am thrilled to be a part of your journey. He's rolling his eyes because he's a goofball. He is a goofball. I just want to say congratulations to you. Thank you. You're like Harper yesterday. You wanted to put me on so bad. It's like, I don't want to be on. I, I'm happy behind the scenes. I like making, pushing you guys up, making you guys the stars. But thank you. We are honored to be here at the Gas South District. Great folks here. Great venue. We are blessed. Wonderful partnership ahead. And for those of you out there listening who enjoyed this series, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. I listen on iTunes. Simply type in Celebrating Powerhouse Women and look for the Rosie the Riveter icon. Shows are available 24-7 online at businessradiox.com. And we are live every Friday at 1130 a.m. For our producer, Mike, and for our guest, Shelly, I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo. And this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.